2: sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite because I walk around LA every day. I like the joggers. I'm not jogging. I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little
3: Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Rollback. Sunday of week 13 is over. It's time to give out some awards. We're going to go based on vibes. The Sunday Night Football game just ended. The Cowboys won 54-19. <laughs> I feel whenever the NFL, like you see 50 in the NFL game, you're like, it's crazy. But did you guys see that Dallas dropped 33 points in the fourth quarter?
0: I literally didn't because I turned off the game when it was 40 to 19 to get ready for this show.
3: And they scored 14 more points. 33 points. It is the second most points in the fourth quarter in the history of the NFL.
1: Wow. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? 33 points in one quarter. 33 is an extremely high number. There's only 15 minutes in a quarter. (laughs) How many did the defense score of those points? Because I'm the same as Craig. I kind of stepped. I I tuned out a little bit as the game was just out of hand.
3: Literally, they all, they strip sacked Matt Ryan again to end the game, and they returned it. <laughs> Why and was then they Matt were Ryan like, in the game? I don't know, but they were. Well, what else is he gonna do? And then they were like, he <laughs> doesn't have that much going on. And then they they were like, you're down. And then the Cowboys' offense went out. They just recovered the fumble, and then they just immediately ran for a touchdown. It was it was wild. Anyway, it was
0: at the point when like Malik Davis was running in twenty yard touchdowns like Tony
3: Pollard. So there you go. Cowboys big winner. I want to get to fantasy defenses and stuff later in the show. But for right now, Craig, who's your first winner of the day other than 54 points for Dallas? Uh,
0: it's Joe Burrow. Joe Cool, Joe Burr. What is his official nickname? Does he have one? <laughs> Has he officially cemented his nickname or not yet? Are we, is it Burrow as
1: in like, cold, like he's icy cold?
3: Like, I yeah. feel like Burr. Joe Burrow is a good name. And like nicknames are for people that like don't have good names. Like Joe Montana never had a nickname because like. He's Joe Montana. That doesn't Joey require
1: Joey B? Name. I kind of like Joey B. But you're not going to call him that. Well, I don't talk to him.
3: Like,
0: Jerome Bettis was the bus. He was good, you know? Jerome Bettis is a good Four name. Four
3: syllables, Who, though. Four who's syllables. Who's the best player to have a nickname? Like, Saquon. I'm just saying, I think that if your name is three syllables, it's hard to give you a nickname. Perhaps. Anyway, Joe Burrow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Joe Marlboro is 3-0 Marlboro. against the Kansas City Chiefs. 3-0. and He is the only quarterback to beat Mahomes three straight times. He's the only quarterback to be undefeated against Mahomes in multiple games. This is crazy. Like, yeah. I also would like, Heifetz, I'm coming right at you. You oh. and Steven Ruiz, and I I don't know if it was Ben Solak, but a lot of other people were very out on the Bengals this year. And all the norm-core fantasy f- and real football fans, <laughs> the Bill Simmons types, the like, we we listen to analytics, but it's not our whole life. We were like, why are people like, we're overthinking the Bengals thing. The Bengals went to the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow's really fucking good. And the Bengals improve their offensive line. Why are we overthinking this? And what has happened? The Bengals are really fucking good.
3: Well, I mean, honestly, no. Yeah. I mean, I think that the they're absolutely crushing it. And like, I, I mean, I thought that the Ravens were going to win the division in the Raven, First of all, we should like have a college football playoff committee because the fact that the Ravens are technically in the lead in the AFC North, even though they won like 10 to 9 or whatever against uh, the Broncos. <laughs> the Broncos and then the Bengals that like, come out, and like kind of wallop the Chiefs. But no, I was completely wrong about the Bengals to begin because I kind of didn't think they could win games like this. They looked like an actual complete ass team. But what do you mean? And, like, you didn't think they could win games like this. They went to the Super Bowl doing that. People thought they, they were this, lucky, though. They, they were fucking. I'm sorry. No, no. Two things can be true. <laughs> they were fucking lucky. They gave up nine sacks in a playoff game and won. Like that's and, ridiculous, and then completely and, revamped their offensive line. Yeah, and it didn't work till the till like two weeks ago. Yeah, I was gonna but say think,
1: their offensive line hasn't been all that great all year round. It, they, it was, I think they're just like hitting their stride at the right time. Yes, again,
3: though. they are. Yes, it's exactly it. They are hitting their stride again. And again, a lot of what I was worried about with the Bengals was that basically you look at a Super Bowl season backwards sometimes, and you are like, honestly, a lot of Super Bowls are just like the two healthiest teams in each conference meet in the Super Bowl, And like, I just looked at the Bengals. My thinking coming to the year was Ravens were the least healthy team. Bengals were like the most healthy team in the AFC. What if that doesn't happen again? A lot of that did play out. Like they have injuries. Jamar chase has a hip injury, all this. What's impressive is they're overcoming it. What's impressive is that Joe Mixon's out with a concussion for two weeks. And then Samaje P Ryan, just like actually like, checking down to Samaj P Ryan was like essential for the Bengals in this game. It is like, it is he, there was one play where I remember thinking like the Bengals have so many things like obviously get the ball to Jamar Chase in third and seven or whatever. But when there's a third and seven where like he, Joe Burrow checked it down to P Ryan and there were three Chiefs defenders at the sticks, and Samaje kind of ran at them and then like dove, really kind of dove like he got down and like extended all the way and he got every inch of it. And I just remember thinking like they don't have all those little ways to win. It was kind of like they were chucking it up like Ho Jamar Chase like breaks some tackles and stuff. And now it's that that they can play run defense they. Like, they can run the ball. Like, they're running they're up the complete. middle. and they yeah. yeah, their power game is there. They can do... I feel like Burrow wasn't checking down in a way that was actually helpful.
0: I, th- I think we're kind of also over... We're, like, gobbledygooking this. I think... Th- here's what happened. The team has an identity. The team has has experience now. And the team is matching Joe Burrow's personality. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're clutch. They also, have ice yeah, in their like veins that, now.
1: Yeah, like, you nailed it. The clutch thing, too. Like, Joe Burrow is... And the reason he has all these nicknames, Joey, you know, Joe Cool, whatever all these things like that play, the the play that basically sealed the game for the Bengals. It was, I think third and 10, third and 11. Um, and it, to me, I was like watching the game. I was watching multiple games at the time. So I didn't have the sound on for the Bengals. I thought at one point they called the play dead because he had like two guys rushing at him with no one blocking him, And I was <laughs> and like, he just wasn't moving. And he just like, didn't care. He just threw the ball. Yeah. And I was like, wait, that wasn't a dead play. I thought that was, I thought they'd called it mm. dead because no one was blocking these guys. Um And he just like, Without, you know, just, like, not phased whatsoever, just a laser to T. Higgins, I think, over the middle of the field to, like, get a first down, seal the game, and then they kneeled it out from there. And to me, that's just, like, so, just emblematic of kind of, like, who Joe Burrow is and who this team, the identity they have. They're just, they have so much swag going in there. And now, you know, obviously, they've beaten the Chiefs three times in a row. Like, they've assumed the personality
0: of Burrow now. Like, I don't know. They're not afraid of anything. Yeah.
1: No, and, and to your point, what's, what's that Twitter
3: joke where it's like, I'm not wrong, I'm not wrong, as you still shrink into a corn cop. and I know I'm at risk of being like, I'm not wrong, I'm not wrong. Basically, I think that sometimes when, first, remember how bad the Bengals were, like, 14 months ago, and how the whole thing was, oh my God, like, we hope they don't get Joe Burrow hurt. And I kind of was like, look, I know, last year was like, cool, but they won't do that again. I think it's such an on-the-nose metaphor that the score was literally the same as the AFC championship game. They oh, just yeah. did it again. It was 27 to 24. Like, mm-hmm. it's just so funny where you come back and you're like, ah, it can't happen. It's like, yeah, they're just, they. I think the, they just looked better. And also they were dropping eight into coverage again and it flummoxed Mahomes again, which was also wild. How they had a year to get ready for that. How is that still a <laughs> problem for the guy? They still got Joe Burrow. They still got two elite receivers. It was No, but yeah, shout out to Burrow. Um, RIP to Steven and I.
0: I didn't, I'm not, I didn't mean to, like, I'm not actually... Well, no, to be out.
3: clear, we still said we'd be in the playoffs. I just said I didn't think they'd win the division. And they are technically not winning the division. Do
0: not try and get off on a technicality here. You guys <laughs> no, did no, not no. think the Bengals uh, are going to be a, what I'm a, a solid are, team. All
3: I ask you, who's, who's winning the AFC North? Okay. Okay. Right now okay. it's the Bengals. All right. Who all right. is more impressive today, really? The Ravens <laughs> or the Bengals? Uh, speaking of impressive, dude, Jalen Hurts. But, like, not just Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts in the first half. Because you know what? I think we overrate sometimes, you know, fantasy points and them being scored. Underrate when they're scored mm. because when the, like your players scoring <laughs> in the first quarter, yeah, yeah, it's like you know what's the best thing ever when your player is good immediately. And Jalen Hurts is just good. <laughs> it's all you know,
1: gravy from there. Yes,
3: how much less stressful is your life? Your ho- it, it, like, I'm not to be dramatic. It kind of changes your whole Sunday.
1: <laughs> uh, totally.
3: totally
1: yes. <laughs> like, I mean, I completely agree. Like, It's like when... So this is, a, of course, a t- terribly hor- Homer thing to say, but like, it reminds me of the Seahawks Super Bowl when they just absolutely annihilated the Broncos. I enjoyed the fuck out of that game, number one, <laughs> because they won. But number two, it was a fucking blowout and I could just have fun the whole time. I didn't have to really worry about them like losing at the end or whatever. It's just, this is so much fun. That's, that's like what happens when you get up big early. or Like you have several guys that go off in the first half. You're like, everything after this is just house money. I, I Like, I'm good. Because let's be honest,
0: like most of how we base our feelings on a player's performance is whether or not they reach the Yahoo projection. And there is no <laughs> right. better feeling than your quarterback hitting the Yahoo projection at halftime. Everything uh, is just gravy 100%. at that point.
3: And so on that note, Jalen Hurts, 25 fantasy points today at halftime. Like he it. had it's had three beautiful. touchdowns. Last week, he had like that again at halftime. Last week, he had 120 rushing yards, like three minutes into the second quarter.
1: Isn't this the opposite of last year too? Because last year he yes! was the garbage time, or I don't know about garbage time, but he, in the fourth quarter, he was like racking up tons and tons of points.
3: Now you, like, yes! you're like you
0: like lighting a cigarette at halftime, <laughs> hanging out.
3: Jalen Hurts hasn't even played in the single digits of the fourth quarter. Admit also, by the way, so on the whole season, all the quarters, all the games, Jalen Hurts is just straight up the number 1 quarterback in fantasy. Just wow. in the first half,
1: only six quarterbacks have more fantasy points than Jalen Hurts. That's crazy.
3: <laughs> just in the first half.
1: The the Eagles are are the team in the, especially in the NFC that like they can just look like a total buzzsaw at any given time. Like they just look so freaking good sometimes.
3: Unbelievable. I think it's fun that Jalen like it makes you calm when he's up, but also Jalen Hurts is like the most calm quarterback and so oh, yeah, his demeanor He makes you into him, which is nice. But the Eagles are a buzzsaw. And then it started with A.J. Brown, who had the revenge game against the Titans. Mm -hmm. So Titans traded A.J. Brown to the Eagles during the NFL draft. Today, A.J. Brown, eight catches, 119 yards, two touchdowns. He had twice as many catches and three times as many yards as the entire Titans receiving core combined. Like stats, like this. Hyvets
0: loves these type of stats. I do. It's funny. You'd be great on sports science. You really would. You like these like (laughs) random comparison stats.
3: It's not random. It's they gave it that's not, don't even get me started. Anyway, all the guys who were traded did well. The (laughs) AJ, I'm just saying, everybody who was traded did well. AJ Brown. Did, like, did sports science? I thought that was good. He's got twice as many cats. No, no, no. It's always fun. But like, that has
0: nothing to do with like, like I don't know. I, you always do stuff like that where it's like Jalen Hurts in the first half had more points than all four <laughs> Cowboys running backs. And it's like, all right, that's well, fun, they, I guess. One
3: team <laughs> traded him to the other team and then against the t- Whatever. You're right. But that wasn't one of them. Fine.
0: <laughs> you know what? I, you know what's one cool thing about A.J. Brown? So Jalen Waddle has my favorite touchdown dance. He literally does the waddle. AJ Brown, a couple other guys do this too. He does the too small. Yes. That is <laughs> like, the most <laughs> like insulting, simple touchdown dance you could ever do. And he does it so quickly. He's like on the way down, catching the touchdown. And he already <laughs> is starting to like put his hand next to him. His legs going too, too small. It's the best.
3: And also remember when he did the little finger point of the like.
1: Oh yeah. That was really good. They count like the numbers of guys that yeah. are like around him or whatever? Yeah. Well,
3: because he was like double or triple teamed and they all fell down. So was, disrespectful. Like, one, two, <laughs> I love it. So good. I love too small. So other people who were traded and then did really well. Uh, Devontae Adams, mm-hmm. number one fantasy wide receiver today by a lot. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, eight catches for 80 yards and a touchdown just as a receiver. He's the number one running back. And then Tyreek Kill, nine catches, 146 yards. And he's now the
1: third fantasy wide receiver overall. Yeah, three out of the top four were traded in the offseason. Crazy. Love it. Wild. Speaking of Devontae Adams, I feel like, so like, Craig, you were just mentioning A.J. Brown. Like, A.J. Brown, to me, is just like, he overpowers people with his size, his speed combination. Like, he's just stronger and bigger than, like, the guys trying to guard him. When I'm watching Devontae Adams, I mean, it's not like he's a small player, but he sort of lives in, I guess, like, the Andre Hopkins zone where it's like, how is this guy open every fucking pe- play. How is he catching every pass? He's not like the fastest guy on the field. He's not the biggest guy. He's not small, but he's not the biggest guy on the field. Um, But yet he just like dominates every freaking play. Like to me, it's just like he's he's got that knack. He's just so good. He's just so good at getting open. He's so his footwork is immaculate. Um, And I think the, he also kind of exists in this plane where he just psychs people out before they even like start to play kind of deal. Yes, like, yes. You know what I mean? Like, he just knows, like they just know he's going to win for whatever reason.
3: The, the real answer is I think Devonte Adams is like the, the smartest wide receiver because yeah. like, you're right. He doesn't have like the physical skill set. It's, he has, or whatever you want to call it. Fundamentals. There's a really good ESPN profile of him. Um, like Tim can, where he like explains his routes and he's talked to maze about mm-hmm. uh, how he runs his routes and stuff. And Marin Fader at the ringer, but basically he, I, you can really think of him like a, like a point guard or a shooting right. guard. I don't, I, I'm, bad on the NBA these days, Craig, but who's like the best person at just getting to the rim? Is it Steph? Steph is, Steph around the rim this season, he has his highest shooting percentage around
0: the
1: rim as Nikola Jokic. <laughs> Steph Curry. I like loading crazy. up, Craig, to talk about the, the Warriors. Every I, I can well.
3: talk for hours. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's true. It's the same thing where it's just like... It's like his
0: body control and his, his brains and knowing where to go and how to contort his body. Yeah. It is similar. But, it, but
3: yeah. it's also like, they can't, like an NBA player kind of can't explain to you what they were thinking When they make a move, like when they do all this stuff, it's just like you read and react and instinct, and you have ideas going into it. it, Like the release off the line of scrimmage, that's Devontae Adams' superpower. He's just better at that than everyone, but it's all happening within a second.
1: He attacks your leverage and like gets you off balance, and then he just absolutely annihilates you. It's just so, it's cool to watch.
0: But you're so right, DK, like DeAndre Hopkins is a great comp, because if somebody asked me why is Tyree Kill so good, I'd say, well, he's the fastest player in the league. Right. Why is... Justin Jefferson's so good. I'm like, well, he's so quick and can get in and out of routes and he's so electric. A.J. Brown, he's so strong. D.K. Metcalf, he's, he's enormous. Just explosive. Yeah. Somebody asked me, why, why is Devontae Adams so good? I'd be like, I don't know, he's just really good.
3: It's the opposite. All of Hopkins' cool catches are, he's contested. Adams', is Devontae's always open.
0: But I'm not, ta- well, I, I but I understand what D.K. saying because there is no one thing that I think of when I, when I talk about Devontae Adams or DeAndre Hopkins. They're both just kind of good. It's like, it's why both of their
1: games are gonna, at least in theory, I think, gonna last. They're gonna like last longer into their careers. Like they're gonna still be good 33, 34 years old, I think, just because they are so good. Yeah. If I asked you, if it's just off the top of your head, how how big is DeAndre Hopkins? What would you say?
3: Uh, I know this because I've seen him in person. I don't even think he's six. six I think he's 5'11. He's He's
1: 6'1. He's He's 6'1 according to. I have
3: seen him in person and like, I think he's six feet, and so is Devonte Adams. Devonte
1: Adams is six one. Uh, I think when I picture these guys, they're way bigger.
3: Yeah, I thought
1: Devonte was like six three. All right, losers.
0: Quarterbacks and injuries. Today was a really tough day out there. Uh, and Heifetz, your your turf thing was a factor today. Trevor Lawrence went down, looked bad on turf. I, I thought he tore his ACL or tore his MCL or yeah. something. Of course, and with our our theory that we live off of, if it looks bad, it's fine, and if it looks fine, it's bad. <laughs> Looked really bad, came Look back awful. and played in the second half. Don't know why. They were down like 20 to the Lions, but he came back and played. Lamar, Lamar hurt his knee, ruled out for the game, it says he's going to be out days or weeks. So essentially, we big, have no idea. Big. Thanks, Harbaugh. And then Jimmy G, this is so brutal for the Niners, man. I know. The Niners are good. Jimmy G broke his foot. He's likely out for the year. They have Brock Purdy, who came in and did a good job and won the game. DK, who's Brock Purdy?
1: I I don't really know. He was Mr. Irrelevant in the draft. He was the last guy taken in the draft. Um, Past that, not, not much. I didn't study him, to be honest.
0: I mean, Shanahan is really good at making mediocre quarterbacks work in the system. You know, the, one of my favorite stats that Heifetz has ever given is that the most passing yards in the first 16 games of their career. Number right. one is Mahomes. Yeah. Number two is Nick Mullins.
3: Then it's like Romo, Kurt Warner, Andrew Luck. That's just crazy. all these like incredible people. You, so, I, I
1: just like Googled Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, he played for Iowa State. He uh, oh. he has a sibling named Chuba. Or Chuba, I'm not sure. <laughs> Chuba Purdy and and Brock Purdy. What a it's an all name team here. Speaking of names, it's not exactly a close box. No, Kloyce it's not close box, but it's like up there. Cloyce <laughs> <laughs> and Boyce, Brock and Chuba.
0: But Niners fans are dejected. I'm from the Bay. I have a ton of Niners fans. My dad is a diehard Niners fan, and they're just broken. Like this team is so good, and they could have made a real run. And now it's like you know, I, who knows what they can do with Brock Purdy? But th- this is a really shitty blow for the Niners.
3: Yeah. And this combined with, again, Cowboys, 54 points. I know it's the Colts, but still 54. And then the the way the Eagles just absolutely throttled the Titans today, which are actually a good team. And it's just, I think it's for fantasy. It's good if you have Christian McCaffrey and just get all these Brock party dump offs. But yeah, in real life, it's pretty tough. Speaking of that game, though, other, we mentioned Lamar in days and weeks. They already got the day to day, the week to week. I can't believe days, weeks, calm. I don't
1: know. Days or weeks. They just merged them. Day to week.
3: (laughs) It won't be months, you know. Well,
1: he said it wasn't season-ending, so I guess we got that going
2: for us. Just because you wrestle alligators for a living doesn't mean you should have the skin of one.
3: (laughs) Say goodbye to dry and cracked skin with Old Spice Super Hydration Body Wash with Vitamin B3. Made for 24-7, renewing moisturization with daily use. With scents of vanilla and shea, people will think you've taken up candle-making as one of your hobbies. And there is nothing wrong with that. Old Spice Super Hydration Body Wash.
1: Shop Old Spice now.
0: This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, File a claim right on the State Farm mobile app and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's winter, and you can now get almost anything you need for the coldest months of the year delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a ski slope delivered, but you can get dish soap delivered. Sunshine, that's a no. But a bottle of wine, that's a yes. A snow angel, sorry, no. But angel hair pasta, Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now.
3: Alcohol and select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See up for details. Speaking of the Diners game, though, another loser, I mean, just Tua. Wasn't his best game?
0: Nope. Did this vindicate all the stat heads, all the
3: analytics heads out there? (laughs) Yeah, maybe could could Stephen and I be revived from the Bengals thing right into the you can? Bounces,
0: I mean, we've uh, been kind of down on Tua all year. I mean, all Heifetz and I do is tell DK how he underthrows every single pass. <laughs> I was gonna say I kind of like Tua, <laughs> but, but you it guys... <laughs> was weird.
3: Here's the thing: I, I, I we've been talking about underthrowing the long passes. What was weird was
1: overthrowing. I know all he the sailing. Short he was sailing passes. Today, Everything for whatever. Well, reason. we also were talking about how
0: Tua hasn't exactly played the most elite set of defenses over the past five weeks, and coming up against the Niners here, it made a difference.
3: It's almost like if you have don't have your best or your top two starting tackles against the best defense in the NFL, it's not good. Sorry, Tua. All right. Yeah. RIP. <laughs> <R. laughs> He's dead. <laughs>
0: RIP. It's over. The season's <laughs> over for
3: Tua. Well, we might see it. Not see it, but days, weeks. No, it'll be. I think. Are they Sunday football next week? Dolphins, Chargers? It'll be Herbert, Tua. Oh, God. Right. Two teams yes.
0: behind destroyed offensive lines. Great. I hate the Chargers. All right.
3: <laughs> next up. Well, Actually, speaking of the Chargers, just analytics in general is just kind of on the line between Mike McDaniel going for and fourth and two and then it being overturned with the Kosickianus helmet ball. I mean, and he then...
1: should have caught that, though, right? He should have. He just didn't.
3: No <laughs> one cares when the analytics work. People only care when the analytics fail.
0: Like Brandon Staley going for two last week, winning. No, no, no one cares about that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> didn't work. So I analytics is canceled. a prisoner of the moment. But that's cool. I'm just saying it's real. No, who, no one cares. I'm not saying that's right or good. Wait, a, why is Staley on
0: this list? I don't get it. What did he do? Because today? he's the <laughs> analytics
3: guy. Dance, monkey. <laughs> okay.
0: like, oh,
1: and he lost. And they,
3: he just lost. So anytime the they charge lose, The lost. Analytics guy lost. That's it. Doesn't matter if he's the analytics. He's the analytics This guy. is a
1: binary world we live in. If you're an analytics guy, you lose. Analytics is it, suck. Is analytics not based on binary, DK? <laughs> that's
3: the whole point. Oh, man. All right. Um, there. That, I'm mad about that. Now we'll go to not mad. Just disappointed. The father mm. award. Mm. I'm not mad at Mark Andrews. I'm not mad at him. I'm not going to be mad at Mark Andrews. Four catches, 53 yards. It's fine. I'm just disappointed because since week seven, Mark Andrews has fewer fantasy points than Kyle Pitts.
1: Oh, oh. holy oh. crap. Oh. Well, he's right? How's that possible?
3: You didn't see that coming. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Same amount of games. Five games each. Fewer points oh, to Kyle Pitts.
1: Wow. That's crazy.
3: Mark Andrews has fewer, since since week seven, he has fewer fantasy points than Zach Ertz, who is on injured reserve. He has fewer fantasy points than Dallas Goddard, who's also been on injured, injured reserve. reserve. <laughs> like, Mark Andrews, like, since week, he's basically just like worse Gerald
1: Everett. Oh, God. Mark Andrews, he could have, like, he could rattle off whatever, six straight 100-yard games to end the season, and I still never get out of my mind him like volleyball setting a touchdown <laughs> pass last last week. Well, just what are you doing? Just it, he didn't. It wasn't like a drop. He like literally set it. It like went up in the air, perfectly lofted with both hands. Like someone was gonna come in and fucking spike it through the, like the uprights or something. I I'll never get that out of my brain. I don't think I'll ever draft him because of that. Here's that,
3: Mark, it's because he just doesn't have a touchdown. Like, that's literally it. If he just wasn't <laughs> volleyball spiking the touchdowns, it'd be fine. But he does, so it's he's, he's Kate Otten. I feel so bad about the
0: Ravens' offense. Like, they're so gross in my mind. The team, like, I have no confidence in them. They're 5-1 in their last six games.
1: <laughs> I love fantasy. It just poisons our brains.
3: See, that's why I'm out on the Bengals. <laughs> Bengals? Dude, come on. Ravens are, the Ravens, the first place team in the AFC North.
1: Did you guys? Yeah, six or five and one last six games. <laughs> Greg Roman came out this weekend or whatever. I forget. Like a couple of days ago, that uh, he's interviewing, potentially interviewing for the Stanford head coaching job, and everyone is just rejoicing about this. Like, get, the, get him the fuck out of the NFL. We don't want him around Lamar. Like all all the fantasy people are like, get him out of here.
0: They've like never won less than twelve games <laughs> with him and Lamar. Get Believe him the it. fuck out of here. <laughs>
1: Uh, speaking of disappointing tight ends, I want to throw another name on the pile here. Uh, George Kittle. I could never be mad at George Kittle. The way he plays is just awesome. Like he he runs through people's faces. Um, you know, he just is a really fun player to watch. But he has two. Ca- he had two catches for 22 yards today. The 49ers threw the ball 41 times. Two catches. You're not going to see the 49ers throw 41 times all that often, I feel like. My girlfriend needed
3: George Kittle to score today. And, and she just kind of turned to me and was like, why don't they throw the ball to George Kittle? And I was like, <laughs> ah, what? Uh, hmm.
1: It's a great question. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> Excellent query. I don't know the answer to that. Um, couldn't tell you. Here's his last four weeks in a half PPR. This week, 3.2. The week before, 4.1. The week before that, 22.4. That was fun. The week before that, 2.6. Do you want to know the most annoying part about those numbers? So 3, 4, 2, 2. He's the tight end four in that stretch. The tight end situation the, the tight end position is just a like I know that I've probably said this over the years a bunch of times. It's a wasteland. It sucks. Worse than ever before, I feel like, right now. Niners are 4-0 oh
0: in that stretch. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: my God. Too busy
0: winning! You're right, though, DK. I think George Kittle is... We should do a power hour uh, towards the end of the year about the most frustrating players in all of fantasy. George Kittle's up there this year. He was
1: the 37th overall pick according to ADP. Yeah. Tough. 37th.
0: Um. Okay. Moving on here, I'm not I'm not mad at Jalen Waddle. He was banged up today, I know that. I'm not mad at him. I'm a little disappointed. I'm not going to lie. I think I was sold a fraudulent product. Maybe the shake and bake a bill of goods. Yeah, the shake a and bill bake bill of goods of Waddle and Tyree Kill. Well, it's no longer shake and bake. It's just shake, and that's Tyree Kill. Jalen Waddle has kind of disappeared, like in the last five six weeks since Tua came back from the concussion. Jalen Waddell has not been the guy that I thought he would be. Weeks one to six, they were both top 10 wide receivers, Hill mm. and Waddle. Last four weeks, Waddle's the 57th wide receiver in fantasy in the last four weeks. The <laughs> so guy's but, doing nothing. It's like the Talladega Knights. It's like, you're wrecking my life. Tyree Kill. It's like, you're wrecking my life.
1: Living in his house. Can
0: I win for once?
3: But if you win, how, how can I, I win?
0: win? <laughs> yeah, I get it. You're right. <laughs> okay
3: yeah yeah okay When you say like that that makes sense. uh well speaking of shake and bake there's a new it's okay it's a new shake and bake it's just dk metcalf and tyler lockett oh I, I, I was gonna give them the Are identical they new? Twi- that, they're, they're a new duo well they well i was I, not even fraternal twin just like identical because they literally like had identical almost lines just almost the same metcalf had eight catches lockett at nine Metcalf had 127, Lockett at 128. They both had a touchdown. Oh, I don't know, but Craig, is that too weird of a stat for you? Gino's like the perfect parent.
0: He's just like helping each kid equally. not playing favorites. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh my God, I love this. The best part about this is like the contrast between Lockett and Metcalf in like almost every single way could not be more different. It's just like the movie Twins, you know, famous with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito. I don't know. You guys might be too young. Haven't seen it, whatever.
3: I know of it solely <laughs> for you explaining it to me.
1: Okay. In this podcast. Um, here, here's the breakdown. DK Metcalf obviously is Arnold Schwarzenegger in this uh, metaphor. He's massive, beautiful, Greek god built mofo. Uh, one of the coolest mofo? guys in the NFL. He has green hair. He has a cross hearing. He's just a badass. Meanwhile, Lockett, the Danny DeVito in this analogy, small, balding. And I can say that because I'm balding also. Um, he's just a dork. He writes poetry. DK Metcalf once told an OnlyFans model, in which he had booty called, to turn around and go home halfway through the trip because he was too busy having a threesome. I don't know if Four you guys heard the story. Four is too many. I respect that. Lockett is a virgin, or at least he was as of a couple of years ago because he had told, you know, uh, uh, I don't even know what the story was, but he basically had talked about how it's a big part of his faith. I had no really s- He's abstinent. He's waiting for marriage. I think he did just get engaged, so... That's going to be over pretty soon, I think, for him. Oh yeah, or, have at So it. that's great. You're right,
3: that the idea of D.K. Metcalf just, like, soliciting. D.K. Metcalf list. is a
1: sex god.
0: Like, what are they <laughs> like talking <Tyler> about?
1: Lockett. <laughs> and Tyler Lockett's, like, actually a virgin.
3: Like, do you think that D.K. Metcalf, like, shows Tyler Lockett his phone? <laughs> I don't think they talk about that stuff, probably. All-time well, blue balls on <laughs> Tyler Lockett. You know what they... <laughs> Because I'm also thinking just the play style. DK Metcalf, yes. every time he gets the ball, is trying to kill people. He and just Tyler tries to Lockett run gets through the ball you. And it's like, duck down, grenade! Like, it just <laughs> du- goes dive, down. Dodge,
1: like- dip, and duck. At the end of the day, though, here's the thing. They're both fucking good at football. On the year, DK Metcalf, <laughs> 67 catches, 798 yards, five touchdowns, 172 points in PPR. Lock it almost identical, 90, or 66 catches, sorry, 836 yards and seven catches. Seven this touchdowns. is the best. This is the greatest duo of all time. Well, since the movie <laughs> Twins.
0: Maybe, so, DK, w- you want to help finance the DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Buddy Cop movie? <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: Man. Can we get that made? <laughs> we'll talk to Bill about it. See what All Ringer
3: right. films. This is like a real tangent to this, but it's related. And honestly, we might just cut this entire thing. But I just I got to ask you this. Hmm. This I was thinking about this a couple weeks ago. A thing that's like never discussed in football these days is, you know, like this was this was 100 percent a thing for like uh, decades and decades uh is that like boxers but also football players
0: you're gonna say they wouldn't ejaculate for weeks uh, yeah. yeah they
3: wouldn't <laughs> like like this is a thing Muhammad, like, Muhammad, like all the prize fighters and boxers believe this you yeah. can't have sex uh, in the run-up to a prize fight or any kind of fight and football players is the same thing there's a rule like a lot like a lot of football coaches subscribe to that like you know none of the players really should be doing anything until the game is over and I have long wondered. Coaches
1: think that I haven't really heard that. Yes, before. you've never heard of coaches being I like mean, basically. I've heard of the boxing thing. I haven't really heard it. I feel like Jim Harbaugh is the is the captain of this theory. <laughs> the guy who thinks that uh, chickens are a an afraid Ner- or a cowardly bird. bird. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's right, nervous. Bird.
3: So I've been I've been wondering, like, you know, it's like, <laughs> how does some teams get a rec- in college a recruiting advantage where you go to some places and they're preaching, you know faith, you know, maybe perhaps, you know, abstinence or so, uh, maybe at least in some way abstaining from participating. And maybe, I don't know, how is Georgia, like, getting all this recruiting?
1: Well, have you ever seen He Got Game?
3: Well, close, exactly, close the recruiting <laughs> gap. And I'm like, other coaches are like kind of like, actually, you should be going at it as much as possible.
1: I mean, Philip Rivers had a long, successful career. True. he was obviously having sex a lot. Because,
3: but that's the Metcalf-Lockett thing, isn't it? It's like the two, mm. they both work. You have to just be at one of the extremes. You just can't be in the middle.
1: <laughs> different strokes for different folks, literally, you know? <laughs> oh. Anyway, they're both awesome. They're both awesome, to be To be clear. Not making fun of Lockett. He's he's incredibly good, actually. <laughs> just like, awesome. don't be in the middle. That's the <laughs> yeah. thing. Tyler Lockett, <laughs> so. like,
0: every year, I feel like I thought the year prior was kind of a fluke, and then he totally. just does it again.
1: Well, they re-signed him to, like, a multi-year deal. If it, I think it was not last offseason, the year before, and everybody in Seahawks' Twitter was like, Really? Like, he's getting kind of old. Yeah, but he's just consistent. He's just to maintain. Well, he's been awesome.
0: And everybody was like, oh, Lockett and Russell Wilson, they have the mind meld connection. No, he's fine with Geno Smith. Works yeah. out just fine.
1: Turns out he's just really
0: good
3: at football. We did the all-boring team entering the season, and Tyler Lockett was like the biggest whiff that we did not put on the all-boring oh, team, yeah. but was boring to draft. And I, I guess part of it, to be fair, is we did not foresee Geno Smith just being like not a lot an of actual top-ten quarterback. The Seahawks so. included. Yeah. Exactly. The team who wanted your lock in the Russells. Right. All right. Next award here, DK. Uh, all
1: right. This is the Finding Money in the Venmo Account Award, which was previously known as the Finding Money in the Couch Cushions Award, but we modernized it because people don't really carry cash anymore. Now you're just like, you go out to dinner and you're like, hey, someone, you will you Venmo me for the dinner? I'll just buy this or whatever. And then you go in there and you have 100 bucks in your Venmo account. It's the best day ever. Mm-hmm. That's the equivalent of what rookie receivers are going to give us during, down the stretch. They're already doing it. Christian Watson for the Packers. This God, guy, guy, what the hell is this guy's deal? Every time he touches the ball, it's a freaking touchdown. He, all he does is score touchdowns. He has eight touchdowns in his last 17 touches. Uh, Garrett Wilson, I think, is a certified baller. He had 162 yards today receiving. Alec Pierce had a good game. Jahan Dotson had a touchdown today. Drake London, yeah, 12 he, yeah, Jahan
3: Dotson had a touchdown, DK. I saw. Thank you.
1: <laughs> it was sweet. Spin yeah. move, minute left. Ooh, that was a really good move, yeah. Uh, even Traylon Burks had a touchdown. Unfortunately, he got hit really hard and left with a concussion. But like the bottom line is, what we've been telling you guys for the last like, couple of weeks is that rookies, their production just absolutely explodes typically in the second half of the year. It's just, for whatever reason, going back the last 12, 13 years, um, you can look at the numbers, it's like 50% more production in the second half of the year for rookie receivers. So, um, just another good day for the rookie receivers. I want to point that out. Christian Watson is having like a
0: Robert Tanyan level year. What's up with these guys on the Packers having incredibly efficient touchdown heavy
3: seasons? Maybe it Aaron it's Aaron Rodgers, I guess. Yeah, yes. <laughs> probably. That, probably like that Craig solved that. Yeah, but, history, what,
1: but cool. what he's doing is pretty damn impressive too. Like he, I, you guys remember a couple of weeks ago, I compared him to uh, DK Metcalf like stylistically a little bit just because he's so explosively fast. And he has all the threesomes. Right, that too. Um, yeah. But man, like he just runs away from people. He had, he had like a 45-yard touchdown run today.
3: It doesn't get crazy with this. The last four weeks, the number one receiver in fantasy is Devonte, and the number two fantasy receiver is Christian Watson.
1: Jesus. Just straight up wild.
3: second. He's ahead of Justin Jefferson.
1: Do you think he can keep this up or is this like absolute fluke? Can like, he keep is this up a Chase literally? Claypool? Well, he can't keep up what he's doing. But, like, half
3: he's- of his touches are touchdowns? No, <laughs> no, he cannot. I guess that, that was a rhetorical question. Yeah, All time you know. sell high, Christian <laughs> Watson. <laughs> to, get, to answer your question, because I was just curious, he has eight touchdowns, the last 17 touches. Julio Jones had more than eight touch, touchdowns in his season, like one time in his career. Jeez.
0: Deontay yeah. Johnson might not have eight touchdowns in his career. I'd have to go back and check. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he had another really frustrating day today. He's got to be the most frustrating receiver. I'm t- I, I know I'm getting off to- topic here, but uh, yeah. It's
3: the opposite of like, if the rookie receivers get better, we need a word for the Deontay Johnsons, the veterans who just kind of get worse. It's just
0: kind of <laughs> like teeter off. I'm trying to think of a guy who's done that. Keenan Allen? Oof. Um, okay. Speaking of found money, speaking of the the Venmo analogy, I don't know how far we want to stretch it, but <laughs> defenses. Anytime your defense goes off, it feels like yeah, you, you know, you oh, checked yeah. your Venmo on Sunday morning, and somehow you have a hundred more dollars than you started with. Cleveland's defense, three touchdowns. The Deshaun Watson day was not good. He didn't. He looked extremely rusty. Yet they still beat the Texans handily because freaking Cleveland's. They scored two defensive touchdowns and they scored a special teams touchdown. Yeah. Thirty points in fantasy.
1: I was going up against. I was going up against Cleveland in a, in one fantasy league, and I looked at that like halfway through the day. I was like, "Fuck!" And then I have Dallas, and so I almost caught up. It was amazing. So, considering that Dallas, the defense plays the Texans
3: next week, and I told you over under like twenty fantasy points for the Cowboys, what would you even take?
0: <laughs> over under twenty? That's that's pretty steep. The, this, yeah. uh, Yahoo never really gets. Like risky with the defense projections, like they never
3: go higher than like nine. Right,
0: they need to step that up. Start well, getting frisky.
3: On this, so I have I have two thoughts for you off this thing. One, just generally, we need a word for when you have like a regular score in your fantasy lineup, but for abnormal reasons. Like if mm. I told you, hey, Lamar Jackson and the Browns defense going to get you like thirty-five points today. I like, had oh, both cool. those guys
0: on my team this yeah. week.
3: Yeah, and you are like, all right, cool. Twenty-five <laughs> from Lamar, ten from the Browns D. Cool. And it's like, actually, you're going to get one from Lamar and 34 from the Browns Day. And you're like, that's just, you know what I mean? Where like, you don't know it's weird till you click on the and see the whole matchup.
0: It's like in Chopped when they have to make like spaghetti, but the ingredients are like quail eggs and like sawdust. (laughs) 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 Sawdust.
1: (laughs) Pencil shavings. (laughs) Oh, man. That's one dude. of them
3: where it's like that sentence has never been said. And then he
1: makes ice cream. <laughs> sentence has never been dude, said. Dude,
3: Dallas has projected eight points against Houston next week. Come well, I, on. Dude, Yahoo. Well, right, I, this is my other one. I have a bone to pick with defensive fantasy scoring. I think this is the new hill I'm willing to die on. All the scoring for how defense works is, is ridiculous. And I, I I've come to feel this way because it started with shutouts because a shutout Is the most incredible thing. There's basically one a month. There's only been like four shutouts. And like, it's rare. The way, so aside from it's rare, it's also, you know, literally the entire point of defense. I know this is not, I'm not saying people are idiots, but I'm just going to spell this out. You can't lose if the other team doesn't score. It's literally (laughs) the most valuable thing a defense can do. That is, a shutout is worth five points in ESPN. Five, the default. That's it. A fucking, that, dude. Yeah, five points on Yahoo. It's worth ten. Even ten, a strip sack touchdown is nine because the sack is one, the fumble recovery is two, and then the touchdown is six. A strip sack touchdown is worth one fewer point than not allowing any points <laughs> in real life. This is cr- it. Should be like thirty points for your defense if you don't give up a fuck. Thirty.
1: Point. I agree with this. It <laughs> I should think be. There's I think four there I mean, I don't disagree with you, but you're very fired up about this. I like it.
0: I think you're right, though. I think the reason why Yahoo and ESPN, they don't have this rule is because I think they think the idea of a defense frequently scoring, uh, defense is scoring the same amount as like Patrick Mahomes, like every four weeks. They just don't want that.
3: I agree. It's just, there's no perfect way to actually spell out all the yardages and things. But I, I think the short answer is like, I mean, it should just basically be about points. Like, <laughs> I don't know, it, it, no one likes it. And you just, it's one of those things where you want to die on the hill, and then people in your group chat are mad about it because people don't like change. And you're like, is this worth my energy?
0: Because, like, if a defense lets up only three points and they have no sacks, picks, nothing, but they win the game 30 to three, they get like seven points.
3: I'm so glad you asked this. I went back and checked because I was so mad. The Jaguars shut out the Colts in week two or three or something. And they had like 19 points. They were like the third highest scoring defense that week. The third highest scoring defense allowed zero real life points. We should yeah. we need to change this. Uh, anyway, all right. Next award. I'm all fired up. This is the you're free to go award
0: for the teams acquitted of fraud. And I got to be honest, the Vikings. Yeah. Their last their last three wins, Jets, Pats, Bills, put up 27 today on a very good Jets defense. They held on in a close game and won. The Jets' D has been really good the last month. They haven't let up 20 points since Halloween. And the Vikings moved the ball, and this team's 10-2. and two. So,
3: kind of still think they might be fronts.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't disagree, but I'm starting to be like, all right. I mean, they literally backed to They just beat the Jets, the Pats. They got killed by Dallas. Then they beat Buffalo.
3: They beat Washington. They beat
0: Miami. It's like, all right.
3: I know. It's, it's, it's very <laughs> unfair. But like, again, they're, they've they scored 10 more points than they've allowed in the entire season. The points margin is bad. They are. I mean, that's just I just don't wild. know
0: at what point where they just keep beating good teams in close games where I am I have to be like, all right, like, I don't I don't know what else to do.
3: It's easy to sit and say like, oh, well, they're the Jets. But the Jets are. I do think the Jets are good. It's just more like they haven't won by more than eight points since week one. And at some point, that's a characteristic. Like, that's a trait. You know, it's, it's like, OK, but.
1: It's tough. It, I, there's always these like ifs ands, you know, or whatever. Like Brex and Barrios, I think, dropped a game winning touchdown, you know.
3: Exactly. So, like, literally, like they were so close to losing to Mike White. <laughs> and like but they were still v- like
1: this close. Yeah. It's a du- it's a double-edged sword. Like I, I, I agree with like both of you guys at the same time, kind of, you know what I mean? Like, on one hand, they probably should have lost because Barrios should have just caught that ball. But on the other hand, like they're stacking these wins. They're like beating good teams. Like at some point you gotta start to respect them. Let me ask you this. If Joe Burrow we're on the Vikings. Let's say last year, the Bengals
0: and the Vikings, after last year, they traded. Just Kirk for, for Joe Burrow's swap. And the Vikings were 10-2 this year with Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow had the exact same stats as Kirk Cousins. Would we feel the exact same way about the Vikings as we do right now? Or would we think they are way better because well, Joe Burrow is their quarterback?
3: No, they're better because Joe Burrow has the clutch gene. Whereas Kirk Cousins, you know, he, you know, he's, I mean. he's But he
0: same is. stats, same record. I'm saying if it was the same thing, just the guy who happens to be wearing the quarterback jersey just isn't right, as right. lame as Kirk Cousins. I think it's because their identity is so lame.
3: Yeah, it's because when the Vikings are nine and two in all like one score games, it's because, well, it's the randomness of a small sample that will eventually even out because we're not going to attribute grittiness to Kirk Cousins, but we yes. like Joe Burrow and he's cool. And <laughs> so we will give him the benefit of the doubt because he's just a winner. Yeah. And we like him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, people dude, People will hang on to their draft takes for like forever, for like 20 years. <laughs> like, it's hard to get over that stuff. But it's also just because we've watched the games and
3: like, you know what I mean? I I, I see what you're saying. I think, you know, what actually gives me more confidence. Again, if you're a Vikings fan, you're mad. I'm like half kidding. Like the Vikings, I'm, I'm a Giants fan. Like they got to seven and two or whatever by just winning games. This year and they shouldn't have won. I think that what gives <laughs> me more confidence I don't think I would actually even be willing to say or make any of the fraud jokes if each of the last two years we'd not seen a team start like this, just collapse in the playoffs. The Titans, in the, like last year... Steelers. ...were the number one seed, yes. And then the Steelers started 11-0. And, and like lost sucked. by, what,
0: 57 to the Browns in yeah. the playoffs that year?
3: <laughs> Without Stefanski's best Without game. Without their coach. coach. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's like in COVID, like in this basement. The Vikings are better than those teams. But... We just saw it twice. That kind of it's it's fresher in my mind, I guess.
0: I think it has everything to do with Kirk Cousins. I really do.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the Giants, Hyfitz, you just mentioned them. I'm gonna do the kissing your sister award for the Giants and Commanders. Their pivotal first matchup was a tie. Like, look, I know that we've gone we've talked about the tie thing before. Like, no I think American really likes the fact that you can tie. Uh except that England game. <laughs> It's This is just ridiculous, though. Why? Why do we have ties? We can't have ties. Ties are stupid. This
3: is What's the worst. The Ted Lasso quote: If God wanted ties, then <laughs> he she wouldn't, have wouldn't have invented, have invented, numbers.
0: invented numbers. Who so in this tie? Heifetz. Who is the who is USA and who is England in this tie? Who
3: who left feeling no, good? Uh No, no. It's uh, there's no England. Like if if the Giants tied like. The Cowboys, that would be like USA-England. I think. But this who, is, who, like, who, did either team leave this game satisfied or were they both disappointed? Maybe I'm just more of a pessimist. I think the Giants are the America and Washington's the right. England in the scenario because Giants fans are going to be salty that Darius Slayton had a drop really late in the game. Which I actually would say it was a drop, but also Daniel Jones, like, oh, underthrew him by, like, eight yards and put it on the wrong shoulder. And then there's John Feliciano, one of their offensive linemen had like a taunting penalty that like pushed them out of field range at like the worst possible moment. And then it just, there were just a bunch of things that went wrong. They gave up, you guys saw like the final minute to make like, like there were just a bunch of things that went wrong. Having said that, dude, the giants, even though they had so much chance to win this game, kind of had no business winning this game. They had one yard in the final five drives of regulation, (laughs) like one yard. Like, the final three, they, like, lost eight yards. I mean, they're, like, starting Darius Slayton, who was their sixth option entering the season. They literally wanted to cut him before training camp. He's the only player who can catch the ball. They're Richie James, who's a career special teamer. Isaiah Hodgins, sixth-round pick a few years ago. Isaiah Hodgins had four offensive snaps in his career before this season. Never mind a catch. Like, he wasn't on this team a month ago. These are the Giants' starters. These aren't even guys rotating in. The starting players of the Giants are, like, so sketchy that, like, I, I, they have to kind of use all these parlor tricks to just get down the field. And so I'm really worried they have to – The Washington gets the two weeks. They get to buy and they just play <laughs> the Giants again. And it's – I feel like I'm bitching, but it, it's such a competitive disadvantage, I think, mm-hmm. that Washington just got to prep for them a week, play them, and gets two weeks to just – effectively have like almost a playoff play-in game against the same team especially yeah. when we're so limited that so much of what we do is kind of schematically game shit that I don't know. We
0: Meanwhile, the Giants have to go play the Eagles next
3: week in between. Yeah, it's brutal. And that's the problem. I, I don't know if anyone cares, but basically because they went 0 2 against the Cowboys, they're going to lose to the Eagles tying this game. If they lose to Washington, they're going to lose the NFC the divisional tiebreaker and they lost to the Seahawks, lost to Washington Oh, and to the Cowboys, they lose the head-to-head to everybody they're competing with for the wild card. So, not to be dramatic, but unless they beat the Eagles, that Washington game is like effectively the playoffs. So, yeah, I'm sad. Just get rid of ties. This is stupid. They did in the playoffs just just to no one remembers this. Like they <laughs> they did uh change the playoff rules for equal positions at least.
0: Yeah, which is really smart. Next award here. I just want to be really quick with this. This is the Brandon Cooks Award for the player we don't want to admit is good at fantasy. I don't know if it's as much fantasy as it is real life football, but man, Corey Davis. No one has given this man credit his entire career because he was a top five pick in the draft, and I get it. But Corey Davis is is good at football, and Zach Wilson is not. And anytime Zach Wilson doesn't play for the Jets, Corey Davis is really good. He's played four games without Zach Wilson this year. He has over 75 yards in three of them. Like, Corey Davis is just a good, solid, fundamental wide receiver, and nobody gives him credit.
3: Agree. Fifth overall pick. I think Corey Davis is the Terry McLaurin thing where he's uh, too nice like, he's not one of them, like, give me the ball. And he's just like, I'll block, sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> team player. Yeah. He's, he's also does. sort of been, like, overshadowed everywhere he goes because, you know, obviously with the Titans, A.J. Brown came in and overshadowed There's
0: always some sexy talent, like, stealing yeah. the
1: limelight from him. And then, like, last year, Elijah Moore had, like, a really awesome second half of the year. And then this year, Garrett Wilson's just going off. Meanwhile, Corey Davis just continuing to play well. Helping you win games, Corey Davis. I'd
0: love to have a Corey Davis on my football team. <laughs> Just eleven Corey Davises. Yeah. Okay. Glad. He, glad Corey Davis. That's the only four minutes, four, forty seconds.
1: at Really. <laughs> yeah. Corey yeah, Davis like, is team player. Get on we'll show. never
3: talk about him ever again. Okay. <laughs> Next award. Uh,
1: all right. This is this just getting kind of sad at this point. Award the Denver Broncos. Um, Russell Wilson actually played. I mean, just on the eye test, like significantly better than he had in previous weeks. Maybe this is even like his cleanest performance. Seventeen out of twenty two. One hundred eighty nine yards. Uh, he scored nine fantasy points, and his team scored nine points. Their average points per game went down in this game, which is hard to like. Hard to comprehend that considering they're like the worst scoring team in the NFL. Yeah, the, the, what is what do we do with this Broncos team? I just like it's almost like sad at this point. They're at the point now where if they
0: score nine points a game, their
3: average points per
0: game will go up.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, the dude, I, I was again. I, I I keep saying this, but I, I, the Broncos. DK gave me so much shit and the Giants so much shit last year because he was like, well, the point of the football is to score touchdowns and the Giants can't. The Giants had 19 touchdowns at this point last year. The Broncos have 14. The Broncos are five. Like, that's a large gap. And again, there's only in in Craig and I's entire lives, there have only been five teams with fewer touchdowns through
1: like 12 (laughs) games. I was going to say, there's entire lives. This is getting into historically bad territory.
3: But they're all like historic draft busts in their rookie year. It's like Jamarcus Russell and like Blaine Gabbert. And like teams that were like, wow, what a huge mistake we made. And then there's Russell Wilson with $200 million.
1: By the way, they lost to a team that had no Lamar Jackson for like three quarters. It's just so funny because like the offense has a lot of players that are very
3: good. Like
0: Cortland Sutton is good. Judy's good. He played today. The
3: rookie tight end, Greg Dulcich is good. The defense is good. All right, I got... I saw this tweet from Andrew Mason. This is unbelievable. Basically, the Broncos defense is great. And the Broncos defense has also only allowed 17 touchdowns. Wow. And Andrew Mason, this I know. And Andrew Mason was like, in um, the Super Bowl era, 70 teams have allowed 17 or fewer touchdowns. Of those 70, the first 69 of them were all 500 or better. All of them were six and six. And the Broncos are three and nine. So you said that the
0: the Broncos defense has allowed 17 touchdowns this year, which you said at this point last year was what the Giants
3: had? Yeah. They're they're making, yeah, the Broncos defense is making their opponents on average worse than the Giants.
0: So every game, it's just the Denver Broncos versus the 2021 New York Giants, and they lose. Remember,
3: Remember what DK said where every week the Broncos are like playing the Legion of Boom, but the Broncos defense is turning the other side into
1: like a Jason Garrett offense?
3: And they still lose. Jason Garrett.
1: I'm trying to do the math in my brain of the percentage of seasons Russell Wilson's been in the NFL in which his defense absolutely fucking hates him. All of them. (laughs) It's incredible. Most of them, I would say. Because the LOB, at least certain famous people in the LOB, like I don't know if hate is the right word. I think they grew to hate him over the years. They definitely didn't like him. Does Russ have the best luck in terms of how good his defense
0: is of any quarterback ever? Know, right?
3: Well, I'm looking at this now, and honestly, maybe the defense is like the best way to frame this because you're right, Craig. I'm thinking about how many quarterbacks one would want a defense like this, this good once in their career.
1: Like for you know one I mean? year. Yeah.
3: God, every team the Broncos play is like the Giants last year.
0: You want to move to uh, the tight end who outscored Russell Wilson and one who didn't? <laughs> yes. Please. All right here are the tight ends who outscored Russell Wilson Noah Fant Evan Mm -hmm. Ingram Greg Dulcich his own player (laughs) Gerald Everett Cole Komet Connor
1: Hayward that's right Connor Hayward (laughs) Steelers Uh, Noah Fant was part of the Russell Wilson trade oh right (laughs) so that's great
3: now you couldn't trade Russell Wilson for Noah Fant Uh, straight up
0: (laughs) They're like, yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah, we like fan. <laughs> I I got actually saw we have plans I, for fan.
3: I just saw this one this week. It's it's Connor Hayward, but like that's crazy. Connor Hayward was close. Russell Wilson had
0: nine points this week. Nine. That's and so co- bad. Connor Hayward best game. caught
3: one pass and he had eight points. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. I hate this. Also, I I know the Connor Hayward thing because I was looking at it. I couldn't believe that only four tight ends even caught a touchdown this week, which is insane because I feel like there's at least four every week that we've never heard of. It was humbling. Yeah. Every week you try to stream and we're just like, we hope, you know, your tight end just catches a touchdown. Like, well, four caught a touchdown this week, period.
0: There's a there's a mini Christian Watson on the loose and it's Michael Pruitt, the tight end for the Falcons. He has seven catches
3: this year and three of them are touchdowns. <laughs> so. <sighs> Oh my God! You know who else is sad while we're here? Mm. Broncos get all the, the hate. The Rams, pathetic.
1: Yeah, I mean, not only did they lose, I mean, they almost beat the Seahawks. Credit goes to the Rams who have dominated the Seahawks over the last few years. Uh, but they did not win. And then after the game, we found out that Matthew Stafford has a spinal contusion, uh, which is the right, well. That, that wasn't he went. what
3: I meant with the pathetic. I wasn't talking about <laughs> no. The I know, spine. but it's just like the, they.
1: <laughs> it's just kind of been a very sad season for the Rams. Like they just obviously t- did not. Uh, come back well from winning the Super Bowl last year. Uh, But yeah, Stafford has a spinal contusion. He's probably going to be out for the year, which we probably, I mean, we kind of thought that was the case. Cup should, they should pull everybody. Through 13
0: weeks, the Rams are the worst team, the worst reigning champ ever through 13 weeks, record-wise.
3: Wow. You know who did well, though? Akers.
0: Yeah, so can we have this award? That you, you, don't make me look at it. You can't make me look at this stat line. Cam Akers had two touchdowns today. Who's the RB5? That was before Sunday no, Football. This and needs was, to be the I, I'm getting gaslit award. This did not happen. You have to tape my eyes open for me to look at this stat line. I refuse <laughs> to see it, acknowledge it, nothing. He's the fifth best running back in fantasy today?
1: This is misinformation. Dude, the Seahawks it's, defense, I'm telling you, it's not good. It is not good. It made this run game look pretty solid. It made John Walford look like a freaking, like all pro. Yeah, they're not good. Cam yeah,
3: makers like tried desperately to quit football like a month and a half ago. And the Rams were like, yo, you have to play. We we got no one else.
1: Dude, the Seahawks like took the lead with, I don't even know, it was like 20 something <laughs> seconds left. And I was legitimately pretty worried that John Walford <laughs> was going to lead them on a like game winning touch or game winning drive. I was like, their defense can't do a shit. John Walford
0: had 178 yards in two picks and they almost won. <laughs> Is that really a stat line? Yes. It felt so much worse. It felt Gino so much Smith like he was so much better. Had nearly
1: 400 yards and three touchdowns, and it was like a tight game. <laughs> I'm shocked that that's his stat line because I felt like they kept giving up big plays to him. Yeah,
0: that's, that's, that's the NFL, baby. Every week I track how many quarterbacks can't throw for 200 yards. It was 12 this week, by the way. <laughs> 12 quarterbacks didn't throw but for 200 yards. What's the
3: record of those 12? Pull up the 12 like right now.
0: Five and six. It's always around 500. That Dak Prescott threw for 170.
3: But that, they you know, won. And they scored oh, like they oh, a 50, 50 <laughs> points. They 54 points. I'm just saying. they won I, and they were I'm not, happy.
0: The ball. I'm not happy in this new world we're living in. Tyler Huntley, 187. They won. Won the game. <laughs> Kirk Cousins, 173. They won. Yeah. Sick of it. Sick of it. Rogers, 182. They
1: won. I hate it.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kenny Pickett, 197.
3: They won. <laughs> Honestly, the problem is throwing. Yeah, it is. I'm also, I, I'm looking, I want to do burn book, and I was just realizing Cam Akers was the first person we burned this season. <laughs> oh, he's back.
0: Can he's we do back. Kittle?
3: Should we do George Kittle? Oh, you want to burn George Kittle?
0: Dude, the last four weeks, he's yeah. torched
1: you. Tight end four.
0: I mean, it, listen, If he outscor- <laughs> if, if he's been outscored by Kyle Pitts, who is like the captain of the burn book,
3: we yeah. have to burn George Kittle. You're still going to play George Kittle though, right?
0: Well, tight you literally have then. to
3: because it, with the there's six teams up by next week. And so, like, I think the best tight end available is, like...
0: Michael Pruitt. <laughs> Basically. It's
3: a toss-up, really.
0: Check if, if Connor Hayward or Michael Pruitt are available. You're obviously starting them over, them over George Kittle. But if not, I guess you're stuck with Kittle. <laughs> I think we burned him. I don't know what you
1: guys think. I
3: wanted to burn DeAndre Swift and then he actually had a good day. He and, looked like, yeah. fantastic today. I think, He's I, back. I, yeah. DK, do you have anyone better than George Kittle for Burn Book?
1: Uh, no. Kittle's a good one. Kittle, I have, wow. like, the 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 gap between, like, my confidence in him as a player and my confidence in him in my lineup is maybe bigger than any player. Like, I just All don't right. trust him.
3: George Kittle, welcome to the burn book. It's what you get for leading your team to victory
1: over and over 4-0. <laughs> <Four laughs> oh. Last four games. 4-0. Four oh. Last four games. We don't care. <laughs> oh, my God. We truly don't care. At all.
3: Stop blocking for your team, George Kittle. <laughs> Run routes. Catch passes. It's a Corey Davis problem. Team player. <laughs> yeah. Gotta be more selfish. All right. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Kai, for production help. Thank you, Lorne. Lorne. Thank you, Bob Dylan. Oh, damn. Wow. out oh, the big guns. Yeah, that's such a big gun.
0: You've been <laughs> saving that? You guys have that? heard of him. That's great. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> nice. Bobby D's getting up there, 81 years old. He's 81? dude he's still cranking out music they wow. all are like Mick Jagger performs Paul McCartney still makes music Elton John's had like 20 cool. farewell tours
3: <laughs> a lot of yeah a lot of them are a lot of them old people are like on their last tour but them like, it's old like it's people. not their last tour but like it might be like Springsteen's doing the big one Elton, John. Elton
0: John's been doing farewell tours for like 10 years gets butts and seats Craig estate planning
3: dude I went to Elton John in September saw him <laughs> <Yeah>. in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Saw Billy Joel, just got my mom Springsteen tickets for her for Christmas gift.
0: Is Elton John doing, like, just tour after tour as he's, like, well into his 70s And Mick Jagger? Is that, like, the same as, like, Harrison Ford just doing Indiana Jones 5 when he's 80?
3: <laughs> I think it's, like, Jerry Rice putting up, like, an 1,100-yard season at, like, 41 years old for the Raiders just because he like, can— is it
0: different for musicians than it is for actors? Because like some actors, like when Robert De Niro's in like some stupid comedy with like Andy Samberg and you're like, De Niro, what are we doing here? <laughs> you're in Naughty Boy or whatever that movie was. Like he was in yes. some ridiculous comedy with like Zac Efron. I remember that. Grandpa, Dirty Grandpa, I think it was called. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Is there a musical version of that or no? Do you just keep playing the hits until you're 90? It, it's not, That's you're not That's a good question
1: because- Well, they always have the hits though, you know? They could always play those at that concert.
0: But, like Harrison Ford doing Indiana Jones five, people I feel like malign that, but they don't malign Elton John going on tour, yeah, it's because the product is worse uh, like Elton John is singing the same great songs, even if he sounds right. a little worse. That's what I'm Indiana yeah. Jones five is gonna be bad
1: i every time you mention Harrison Ford, I just think of all the times he's been like gotten in trouble for like.
0: Nearly his crashing his plane, plane.
1: <laughs> like he landed on like the place where you taxi your airplane. Like why he, he actually did crash his airplane? Which I think is he thinks scary he as is fun. Indiana Jones. That's the problem. <laughs> like get him out of the sky, man. We cannot have Han Solo be the freaking pilot anymore. And
3: he's the one who ended the movie with <laughs> "Get off my plane." It's
1: like, buddy, I can tell you the odds of, of if you keep flying, I can tell you the odds of you surviving are not that high. Like, Harrison, chill. You're so rich. Chill out, man.
0: Just hang out.
3: All right, goodbye, bro. But not you, Harrison, for